The Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced on my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. We'll keep it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. In today's episode, we'll be talking about antibiotic prophylaxis prior to dental appointments. Now, this is all based on a study recently in JAMA, which looked at about 160,000 dental visits. Now, these were cases where patients were prescribed an antibiotic for any reason. Now, I'm not a dentist, and I don't pretend to be, but this is something that we see quite commonly either from a dentist recommending that our patients are given an antibiotic prophylactically, either because they've had a joint replacement or because they have a heart murmur or a valvular issue, or because some other specialist is asking us to prescribe these antibiotics prior to these dental procedures. Now, in this study specifically, the authors took a look at each of these cases and grouped them whether they were appropriate based on the guidelines and recommendations for each of those medical conditions and if they were inappropriate. Now the results probably won't surprise anybody listening to this because we're all primary care providers, but of that 160,000 dental cases which were prescribed antibiotics, 80% of them were found to be inappropriate and or not guideline-based treatments. Now I think we see a lot of this in our own practice, so I don't think we're I don't think we're surprised by this at all. That 80% of the actual prescriptions given were inappropriate. Now, when do our patients need to be on prophylactic antibiotics? Okay, so first, it has to be a dental procedure that manipulates the gingiva. So we're not talking about routine cleanings. That's that's never appropriate according to the guidelines. Now, what does manipulating the gingiva mean? Well, I, I don't really know, I'm not a dentist, but that's the characteristic of the procedure that actually matters. Now, here are some guidelines when it is appropriate for your patient to be on antibiotics. Uh, number one, if the patient has had a prosthetic heart valve, or number two, has had an episode of infectious endocarditis. Number three, if they've had a history of a VSD repair in childhood, or any history of cyanotic heart disease. Now, there's nothing else, no other guidelines, that give reasons to be on prophylactic antibiotics for dental procedures, period, period. Now, when we talk about other guidelines, we see a lot about orthopedic prosthetic joint infections, right? So those other ones we talked about were just for infectious endocarditis uh, protection. The orthopedic prosthetic joint infection or getting those infected or any, any of those other specific type of infections were already addressed in the 2013 orthopedic guidelines. That change that said they no longer has to be given antibiotic prophylaxis prior to the dental visits. Now, 60% of the antibiotics prescribed in this journal article were for prior orthopedic implants, which were mostly prosthetic joints. And based on those guidelines from 2013 orthopedic groups, we know that that's not required. And this is the problem. 
This is mostly an educational piece because there are going to be individual orthopedic surgeons out there who say, I've done this forever and this is my recommendation. But I think it's education not only to the providers, but also more importantly to the patients. And you can Google orthopedic implants and dental work. And the first link that you should be listed to is a Mayo Clinic article from the website saying very clearly, the studies say you don't need antibiotics. Now the other 20% is a mix. Uh, some of them were for poorly controlled diabetes, uh, quote unquote. I don't know what uh, constituted in this study uh, the indication that was given to prescribe antibiotics prior to that, but there's never been an indication for poorly controlled diabetes to ever get prophylactic antibiotics for dental procedures. Additionally, there in that 20% of other cases, uh, a large majority of those were also for, quote, immunocompromised status, unquote. But again, there's never been a guideline-based recommendation for antibiotics for dental procedures in anyone immunocompromised. It just isn't the thing. Now, certainly immunocompromised patients and, quote, poorly controlled diabetics, unquote, again, I'm not sure exactly what those providers are describing, certainly those patients are likely to be more at risk for infections. So we should monitor them closely, but not necessarily appropriate candidates for prophylactic antibiotics. So what about those cases we talked about where it is appropriate to be on an antibiotic uh, before the procedure starts? The appropriate dose is always two grams of amoxicillin, and it's given about 24 hours prior to the procedure. That should protect against infectious endocarditis. Now in amoxicillin or penicillin allergic patients, there's a whole laundry list of other things you can use, including clindamycin. But again, I think that the big takeaway from this study is unless they've got a prosthetic heart valve or unless they've got congenital heart disease, there's no on the books recommendations from any guideline from any society about prophylactically giving antibiotics prior to dental procedures. We also know that antibiotics are not without their side effects. C. diff is very prevalent. One in eight patients will get some kind of adverse event or a side effect including diarrhea after being prescribed any antibiotic across the board. So these cases are oftentimes more harmful than beneficial. So how do we deal with this in the real world? I just had a case this morning actually. Literally had a patient call in and say, I was told after my knee surgery and the paperwork I was given when it was printed off when I left the hospital, it says talk to your doctor before having a dental procedure as you may need antibiotics according to the guidelines. I don't know if the word guidelines is actually in there, but this is the uh, what they were basically telling my nurse on the phone. And all it took was an educational conversation where we say the guidelines have changed. Those are likely to be old, outdated recommendations. If you are concerned, you know, you can talk to your orthopedic surgeon to get his opinion. But the recommendation from me and my office, based on what I've been reading, is that it is no longer required. And that's all it took in this case was just simple reassurance and education that everything was going to be fine regarding their prosthetic joint, regarding infectious endocarditis, about not needing antibiotic prophylaxis, and that was it. I've had patients who very, 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 very staunchly will go to their grave and every time they get a dental cleaning, they will get an antibiotic. And changing their mind has been very challenging and sometimes it's, again, slowly educating and working them down but again, if somebody's taken an antibiotic and never had an adverse reaction, they're a lot less likely to believe you when you tell them about the downsides of this event. 
So again, education, education, education. It would be nice if some of our orthopedic colleagues would get on board and uh, do this education themselves. But uh, that's kind of where we are in primary care. Obviously, being on the front line, this is not the only thing that we try and change based on the guidelines and the experts don't even read their own recommendations. So in essence, the entire point of this podcast is to say, go forth fellow practitioners, knowing full well that you are in the right and that patients will likely be fine without those antibiotics for these episodes, which we knew that we didn't need. So a recurring theme for me is always nihilistic medicine is usually pretty good medicine in most cases and do no harm is a pretty good method to uh, prevent any unnecessary treatments that could potentially harm patients. And that's the take home for me. So how'd we do today? Enjoy what you're listening to? Any suggestions on topics for the podcast or recommendations of articles, please send them to me at primarycarepod at gmail.com. That's all one word, primarycarepod at gmail.com. We'll also take any comments, questions, or concerns about the episode. If you want me to read your comment or question on the next episode, I can certainly throw them in. Please include whether you want to that comment or question to be anonymous or credited with your name. And so we'll wrap up another episode saying thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. This has been Dr. Mark List reminding you, you don't need to stay up all night to stay up to date. Thanks and have a great day.